This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 19. I've got three brilliant guests with me tonight to talk about two not so brilliant results for the Rams. I say that, it's two nil-nil draws and, you know, last season we could have done with a few more of those. Um, joining me today, first off, Callum Bucock. Welcome back, mate. Uh, it's good to be back. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> it has been a while and, uh, yeah, it's nice to see you. I'm also joined by Adam more commonly known as Goalhanger, who's also just hit a bit of a milestone, Adam. 3,000 subscribers. Well in, mate. Oh, thanks for that. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Onwards and upwards. <laughs> good man. Good man. And uh, uh, what I would call our, our supply teacher for tonight, uh, he's coming at the last second. We had a dropout. The legend himself. He's on pretty much every week. Vic Singh. How are you doing, mate? Good evening, guys. I'm sure I'm, I'm showing you my testimonial soon. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you've got to be closing in on, on 10 now. It's, it's I'd, I'd say ridiculous, but it's great. So, you know, no, no complaints from me. Um, and I saw Callum celebrating there uh, over he's, over the video. Well, he's, fa- he's famous now. He's got he's got a photo <laughs> on, on the Derby Twitter page. It's brilliant. <laughs> not just one. Not just one. He's on there every yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> so as I said there we've got two games to to pick apart and to analyze a little bit um the first one Tuesday night Shrewsbury Town away from home we all know Derby aren't very good away from home we haven't been for quite some time now we go to Shrewsbury um you know a team that aren't, aren't fantastic to be honest I mean not many teams, no disrespect to teams in League One, but the majority of teams compared to what we're used to playing aren't that fantastic. So we go to Shrewsbury, we dominate the entire game, but just can't score. Callum, what happened? Well, you said about uh, we haven't been a good way from home for the last couple of seasons. I actually think we've been good at home, away from home, sorry. Um, in terms of performance, it's just that final thirds. I think mm. um, the, I'd be worried if we weren't creating chances. Collins wasn't getting in the areas, weren't having shots, weren't having corners. That that's when I'd be worried, and the performance levels were bad. And we were kind of rather than losing two points, we were kind of scraping um, and scraping a point. And if for me, if 
we're looking at context-wise the, the season, I'd take a point away from home and then win our home game. So mm. um, it is incredibly frustrating, though, that we have um, so many opportunities. And Shrewsbury, I didn't think, was our best game out of the uh, away games. But, uh, but yeah, um, I think we just need to... Once we get the, I think someone's drew a uh, drubbing. I think uh, in the way, best nice way. <laughs> I think I think you're exactly right. And Adam, I'll, I'll come for your thoughts on this in a minute. We talked there on paper. Obviously, it doesn't look that fantastic. Um, and the both games last week didn't look that fantastic. You know, a nil-nil draw away from home. When you look at the performance, I mean, you know, how many? How much possession did we have in the end? Like 75, 76%. That's ridiculous, especially away from home. And the performance was good. We just couldn't put it in the net. Um, Adam, I mean, you know, as I said there, couldn't put it in the back of the net. What's happening? <laughs> Why can't we get it between the posts? I think there's an element of, obviously, I don't want to keep saying this, but obviously a new team joining together. You know, that final ball isn't going to be there every single game at this part of the season. It's like a completely brand new team. But also, there's a bit of an element of luck, really. I think it's not falling our way in terms of just not getting that scrappy goal. I mean, Shrewsbury, we didn't create as many chances as I would have liked, but we still had some pretty good ones. But once again, good last-ditch defensive tackles, goalkeeper saves. I mean, I think moving on to Fleetwood, that was that was the, the story at Fleetwood. Just Fleetwood pulled off some amazing last-ditch tackles to block shots and stuff like that. It's just Collins, it is going to him, but... He's just not being able to get the shot off. Or I think we're just, well, like Callum said, we're one or two games away from absolutely hammering a team away from home, in my opinion, anyway. Mm. And you mentioned Collins there, Adam. Um, we seem to see say this every single week and everyone's saying it. Do you really believe at this point that all he needs is one to get going? Or is there, is there some sort of problem? I'd, I'd love to know your thoughts. Um, I do, to be honest. I, I think... You can see the strikers in him at this level, that he's got the quality above above some of the others in this division. I mean, not to be disrespectful to the division, but quality isn't, it's not in abundance in this division, but in our team, luckily we've got one or two quality players, but Colin, the, he's putting the effort in, it's just not coming off for him at the minute. You know, I think at Charlton, there was a good goalkeeper saving it at the post. On another day, he would have had two goals in that first half. So I do think it's one goal and he'll be flying and he'll get that rhythm, but I think that's the same for the whole team, really. We just need a bit of rhythm. Yeah, I think you're right, and and I hope it does come true. To be honest, um, you know, it, it's it's all right saying what if, but when it comes to it, we've actually got to got to start scoring goals. But then, you know, we're five games in, so there's there's plenty of time yet, and you know, he he'll, he could easily score fifty goals this season if he if he tries hard enough. Vic, I mean, as we've mentioned, as everyone's mentioned, it was a nil nil draw. We kept a lot of the ball, but we didn't really do that much with it. Um, yeah, that's probably a good way of putting it, really. But again, like uh, Adam said earlier, it's a team that's still gelling. Um, obviously, we're going to try different things here and there. Me personally, I think I'd like I'd like to see two up top away from home, just just because I think Collins could do with a bit more support. Um, yesterday, he put himself about Dobbin, put himself about. He played really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'll come. We just got to be patient. The same with the players. The fans have got to be the same. We just have to be patient. We're gonna we're gonna batter someone seven 0 I can see it coming. But like I said, we've got to keep knocking on the door. And the 
the performance levels have to be consistent. If we start dropping our performance levels now, we we will get punished eventually. Um, we can't keep riding on nil nils, but yeah, I mean it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, I've got to hope you're right. I've got to really, really hope you're right, Vic. And and to be honest, I I agree with you, mate. I, I think you know the way we're playing, we are. I know we didn't do it so much in the Shrewsbury game. We'll get on to Charlton shortly, but we are creating chances. You know, we are pulling teams apart. Teams are really struggling to get near us at all. I mean, Shrewsbury, apart from that one chance at the end, I can't remember them doing anything. All they did was defend for for 90 minutes. So if we can get that clinical edge, you know, take that chance, Stearman misses that header for about two yards, put that in the back of the net, it's a different game. We'd probably win that game three or four nil because Shrewsbury would have to come out then and we'd, we'd pull them apart. So... Yeah, I think we're not far off. But to move on from Shrewsbury, um, we move on to yet another nil-nil draw. Um, although I'd say this one was a lot better um, for a number of reasons, which I'm sure we'll we'll come on to. Callum, I mean, sum up your thoughts at full time. Uh, I'll, I'll echo uh, what Liam Rossini said and just say incredibly frustrated because um, I wasn't there, um, but I watched the game uh, earlier today and. It's uh, it's one of them again. We're, we're, we're echoing the same things. Where we're dominating teams, we're turning almost an away game into a home game. Which, uh, in terms of possession stats, um, like twenty seven shots and uh, like eight eight or so on on target and no goals. Um, I think you saw the fact at the end of full time whistle, and I think uh, Liam said in his post match interview that the Fleetwood fans and players were cheering like they've just won the FA Cup. So it was like, and I think if we're making teams in our division like that, uh, away from home, not even like uh, our place, then um, we're obviously doing something right. But I think we need to get whatever that duck is away from home sorted sooner rather than later, because it just, it's just going to cause pressure on the team. It's going to cause pressure on fans. Fans are going to get frustrated that they're going to travel to an away game and it's going to be, oh, we were going to see the same again. It's going to be dominating the team, but we're not actually going to do anything. Um, so we need to put one team away quickly um, and uh, hopefully in the next uh, few games we can do that. I think that's that's a really interesting point you've made about the pressure uh, on the team. And that's obviously you mentioned away games there, but that's something that's sort of coming overall. I know we've won every home game so far. Um, Adam, I mean, we were speaking about this actually before we started recording about the pressure that's on the team at the minute. Um, you know, we, we came to a bit of a, a conclusion between all of us that the team, if we weren't playing well, the pressure would not be anywhere near as high as it is now. Um, Callum mentioned there about how, you know, the pressure might build if we, we don't get a result soon. Do you think that's true? I think I think it will become more annoying than than disappointing because I came away from Fleetwood not too disheartened because you couldn't really have any problems with the performance we performed at a high level for the majority of the game. Maybe in the second half it dropped for a spell of 10 to 15 minutes, but we've seen that pretty much in every game that we've played. A bit of energy levels dropped, but then we regained it when Sibley was running at Fleetwood. And I, I don't think pressure will build I think it'll be more pressure of it needs to just go in the back of the net and I think mm-hmm. I do genuinely believe we're going to score one scrappy goal and then the floodgates will open I don't I don't think it's going to be a well-worked nice nice moved goal but I just think it's going to be a scrappy one even an own goal I'd take it but <laughs> in terms of pressure building 
I think as soon as we get one goal, I think the floodgates will open and the, the goals will match the performances. Yeah, I do hope so, mate. Um, I think it'll be it'll be big for us when we score. And it sounds silly saying it, doesn't it? Saying it out loud, you know, how big one goal would be. But when we're playing the way we're playing, I mean, it, it sounds like we're a team that isn't playing well. You know, talk about, oh, we can't score, or, oh, we can't get anything away from home. I mean, we played three away games. First game, we should have won, ended up losing due to a scrappy goal. And the next two games, we should probably have won about 17-0 in both games. And and somehow we've come away with a point in both of them. So I think I think you're right. I think it is coming. It has to come for us to be successful. I think if it doesn't, the, the pressure, I know you said that it might not, but I, I do think that the pressure might build on on Rossini a little bit, especially with, you know, away fans travelling as far as they are to the far reaches of, of England now with some of the interesting new teams that we're coming up against. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, we'll see. We'll see. We've got four home games in a row now to, to build a little bit of momentum, um, which is weird to think about. I don't know how the, the fixture computers ended up putting us on that. But, um, yeah, hopefully build a bit of momentum with that and, and take it into the next away game. But a player Adam did mention there, Vic, was Louis Sibley. Now, I've been quite vocal in, in my support of Sibley this season because I think every time he comes off the bench, he's been brilliant. And he did exactly the same at Fleetwood, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, but the thing is, I, I think I might mention this in the uh, episode prior, I find Sibley, he's better as an impact sub rather than a starter because he's, he's like a different player when he starts. Whereas if he's running at defences who are knackered from defending 80% possession 60 minutes prior to that, that suits his game. He can attack him. He can go on. I mean, he was lucky not to score yesterday. I think it was a dubious handball. I mean, we were stood behind the goal. I thought it was a handball, but the player literally cleared it off the line. Um, but me, I personally feel that Sibley is better off as an impact sub just because he can run at those tired defences. Because sometimes we look a bit leggy when it comes to about 65 minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's put in the performances. You'd think he should start uh, just, just based on how he's playing. But me personally, I'd, I'd like to see him carry on continuing in that role. Yeah, I agree, mate. And, and you know, you see him come on. And as you said there, he's, he's up against defenders that have had to chase Lewis Dobbin or James Collins or, you know, players like that round for 70 minutes. And then all of a sudden you've got Louis Sibley coming on who can hit a shot from anywhere, run with the ball, take it past you. And I, I lost count of the amount of times that he just jogged past players with ease towards the end of that Fleetwood game. So, yeah, I think, I think you are right. And it, it must be frustrating. For Louis, it must be really frustrating for him having to sit on the bench, um, especially, you know, he's dropped a division and he still can't start a game. So I can imagine that must be disappointing for him. But if he can keep doing this role for the team, for the team's sake, it's a massive benefit. I mean, you know, as I said there, some of the options that we've got are brilliant. And if he can sort of build on that and if he can use the good work that these other options have done before he's come on, and take it forward and score a few goals and set a few goals up like he did against Oxford on the opening day. I think he's he's got a really good chance to to, I guess, put a mark on this season. But we just spoke there about Louis Sibley, the man that kind of took his place today, Lewis Dobbin. Callum, it was his first start against Fleetwood. What did you make of it? I really like him. Um, I think he's growing uh, each game that was seen him um and, and the highlights I've watched um I think he's a he looks like a young 
player that just needs confidence, needs someone that backs him, and and it looks like the Rossinia does. Um, and to the, the way he speaks about him, um, even before he put a derby kit on, um, obviously got everyone a little bit excited. But you could see on on uh, Saturday, um, and when he even came on against Shrewsbury, his pace and his 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 uh, touch um, and his uh, quick feet um, just stands him out that. that little bit against opposition players in this league um who are especially when we're bringing him on in the 70th 80th minute and obviously it started on saturday um those sort of defenders when they're when they're knackered um are going to be frightened of someone that of that pace and and him and sibley are of the same ilk for me that i look at them as both probably impact subs behind mendes lang mcgoldrick and and uh Barkhausen when they're all fully fit but what what hell of a players to have uh, in your arsenal? I mean, last last year we were we were crying out for players like that, and obviously we had like Ebioe and all that. Then came off the scene, so the fact we can have someone else to shout about this year, so it's just be waiting for more chance about him when he puts something in the net. Mm, yeah, and I I agree. I, I was really impressed with him. You know the way he moved the ball. He got booted off the park a few times, and I think he's going to get that a lot um, because he's so quick and defenders at this level won't keep up with him. Uh, you've just got to hope that he can convert that into end products as well. I think that would be my one criticism of, of his performance is that he'd run with the ball, he'd do something great, but his final ball in or his shot or whatever he decided to do wouldn't be that good. Um, and yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good performance and I'm sure he'll build on it. You know, he's only just starting out, isn't he, in senior football. So if that's his starting point, I think he can... Uh, he can do some serious damage when he when he grows a little bit. Um, Adam, we spoke just before recording. Um, there's a link come out today. Uh, an ex under twenty one teammate of Dobbin. I say ex. He technically still is because he's only on loan. Tom Cannon. Uh, he's a striker. Um, he scored a fair few goals for Everton under twenty ones. He's been linked with Derby this afternoon. Uh, what do you make of that link? I think it's interesting. Obviously, I think it's quite public knowledge that Derby want some more attacking options to come in uh, on loan or on a free. And obviously, there's just rumours that are floating around, but it is pretty public knowledge. I think it's quite interesting considering considering the attackers we already have. I'm not criticising it, but I'm just interested to see where these players come and fit in because, well, in my personal opinion, I'd like to see maybe some some more defenders come in. But that's just a personal opinion of mine because I think we're a little bit light in the fullback areas. Um but in terms of another attacker, I think it'd be welcome. Obviously, already knows Dobbin. I think it'd be quite interesting to see how he fits in um, because I think maybe he'd be deployed out wide a bit more. Dobbin would be applied out wide more. Quite an interesting role that we have in this team now is, is the man sitting behind the striker. Obviously, we've seen McGoldrick come on as a subware. I don't know whether I like it or don't like it with McGoldrick in terms of should he just be playing up front you know, with Collins, but it's interesting to see where Cannon could fit in if he does come in on loan. So... It's, it's a difficult question that Rossini's got to answer, but it's a good question to have on your hands with the players that we have and the quality that we have. So realistically, I'd be happy for him to come in and, and try and just link up. Maybe that would be the final key to the puzzle that we're asking for goals, but that's just, that's just who knows. Yeah, that's a good point there, actually, um, about McGoldrick. I think Rossini does see him more as a 10, doesn't he? Um, and I think I'd probably agree. I, I don't know if he is an out-and-out striker. I don't think he ever was, to be honest. I think he just got shoehorned into that role, similar to, to many other strikers in inverted commas over the years. 
Um, but you mentioned there um, where he might fit in. I think, you know, if McGoldrick is in class as a striker, Collins is our only out-and-out striker. And we've seen it every game, haven't we? He, he never comes off. He's the one who's always up top. And I think it would be good to have someone else to maybe not push him, but I think it might even take the pressure off him a little bit. You know, he's got the, I guess, kind of the burden of the goal-scoring responsibility on him, doesn't he? And he's had quite a tough start to the season from a goal-scoring point of view. You know, he's been great in every other aspect, but from a goal-scoring point of view, he has struggled. So I think having another option there to take the the pressure off his shoulders a little bit might help. Um, but no, it's all interesting. It's uh, It'd be a, a good sign if it can, can come through. And yeah, another another player from Frank Lampard. So I think that's probably the best thing he's uh, ever done for us if it goes through. Um, I'm sure there'll be many comments about that. But anyway, Vic, you know, to, to talk about uh, another player who's impressed a lot recently, Erin Cashin in that Shrewsbury game completed the second most amount of passes ever in a League One game with something like 126, which is just behind an ex-Derby player, Paul Coots, when he was playing for Sheffield United. I mean, he's been sensational this season, hasn't he? And he, he was brilliant in both games this week. Yeah, nothing short of incredible. Probably exactly what we need at the back. And he's young, he's athletic, he's uh, he's actually got a good pass on him as well. Mm. When he goes for the long balls, you can see he's picking out the good balls, sending them long. But um, yeah, he's been nothing short of sensational. Uh, and to be honest, I think the way Stearman has sort of just sort of slotted in with him, and uh, and he's obviously built that partnership with Davis. It just shows how good he is as a player. Um, Cashing will only go from strength to strength as well with his youth. So, yeah, he's been nothing short of fantastic. Yeah, and you've just got to hope that we can keep hold of that sort of player, haven't we? Um, you know, I, I don't think the system would work without him, to be honest. You know, you look at our other centre-halves, Stearman, Davis, Chester, all great defenders in their own right, but they're very slow. <laughs> And I think, you know, and they're not the best pass to the ball either. So I think having cash in there to to distribute really makes a, a huge difference. And I think it affects opposition teams as well, because they know that if he gets the ball, they've got to back off. They can't close him down because he'll just play it around them. And I think that's, that's you know, had a big impact. I noticed when we were playing Fleetwood, they they pressed Stearman as quick as possible. But every time Cashin got the ball, they pretty much ran away because they just knew that they wouldn't get the ball off him. So... Yeah, I think he's been very strong this season. Another player that got quite a lot of criticism in pre-season, I guess I'd probably say unwarranted. I don't know if criticism is maybe the right word. Joe Wildsmith in goal. I mean, he's conceded, what, two goals in five games so far. I think he looks really solid, doesn't he, Callum? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have any any criticism about him at the moment. Um, he's um, distribution's great. He's... Um, I think the way he sweeps and kind of connects everything at the back, um, I've been quite impressed with. So his positioning has been really, really good. Um, and Rich Senior has been talking about him kind of, um, rather than all of our defenders kind of turning 180 and, and, and trying to collect the ball, we've got the def- uh, keeper trying to kind of, like I said, sweeping it up and, and getting the another t- attack going. And, and, and I think that that's been kind of the success of the way we've been playing where, we've just been constantly attacking, 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 where the, the ball's not been really much in our half. Um, I think the only thing that not worries me, um, but kind of a question about him is his aerial presence at like corners. He's, I mean, his stature's 
uh, quite small. It is not the tallest and biggest of keepers um, compared to what we've had in the past. But um, I mean, he hasn't put a foot wrong, so you can't really criticise him at the moment. Yeah, and that's a good point about how he controls his area. I do think he actually controls his area quite well. But, you know, we've seen on a couple of occasions where balls come in and he's kind of flapped a little bit. Not to the same level as other goalkeepers we've had in the past, not naming any names, but they're playing Scotland now. Um, but, you know, he's 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 coming. He's been solid, hasn't he? And, you know, you've, <laughs> I can just see you laughing there. <laughs> but, you know, he's he's been good. He's been good since he's come in and, yeah, long may that continue, and I'm sure his his ability at controlling his box will improve the same way Allsops did um, throughout the season last season. I think we've got quite a good goalkeeping department from the from the coaching perspective, so can only look forward to that. And speaking of looking forward, uh, we've got two games coming the next week. Uh, one is a Carabao Cup tie against West Brom, and we've got another one at home to Peterborough. Now, it's a bit early to call a game a promotion six-pointer. In fact, it's a bit early to even call us promotion contenders. But we know Peterborough definitely will be with the way they're playing. But first, West Brom away. Um, Adam, you know, West Brom, they're, they've actually struggled a bit this season. Um, I'm not sure if that's still up to date now, but I'm pretty sure as of about last week, they hadn't won a game yet. Uh, I don't know if they have this weekend. I, I should probably have checked that before we started recording. But, you know, they, they're not firing under Steve Bruce are they well I hope I got this right but haven't they just come off the back of hammering hole 5-2 I hope ah, I got that right I see <laughs> <laughs> well anyway let's yeah. pretend that didn't happen so West Brom we're going to batter him aren't we <laughs> well I don't want to sound stupid because I don't want to get I'm not trying to sound cocky when I say this but we seem to be I mean touch wood West Brom's bogey team I mm. look back I think if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think the only time they've beaten us is when it was locked down. They beat us away when they went up. I know we got trounced in that game. But in terms of playing West Brom, I just think we beat them. I know it sounds big-headed of me, but I just, you know, it might change. Probably will change now I've said that and I'll be embarrassed and it'll be clipped <laughs> up. But we against West Brom, we seem to do well. I think it'll be interesting with, with the 11 that we pick. Um, obviously, it'll be weakened and... You know, we talk about creating chances. We'll definitely have to take them if we're creating them against West Brom because of the quality they have. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. It's obviously a cup game, so I presume they'll rest some of their key players and we'll see a few more youngsters, which will be better for us. But um, in terms of playing against West Brom, we always seem to get a result. But now I've said that, uh, probably a 3-0 loss <laughs> incoming. Well, funny you should say that um, because Steve Bruce, you know, he, he got a lot of... Uh, criticism didn't he from I guess fans and pundits alike when he was at Newcastle because he didn't take the cup seriously you know Newcastle had that terrible record of not getting past the first round they enter at for like any cup for years um, and that obviously carried on when he he took charge um, I think it's gonna be very interesting I think it will be a, a strange game but I think it all depends what sort of team they put out isn't it if they put out a strong team to be honest, I'd probably back us to, to do well. But Vic, if you were going to pick one player that's probably not featured that much this season that you'd want to see start against West Brom, who would it be? Probably go with McGoldrick. Uh, but I would have seen McGoldrick up top, though, rather than playing in that number 10, just to see what he can offer for us. Obviously, the obvious one would be Sibley. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think I'd rather go with McGoldrick. Um, maybe see if Aduro can play, get a few minutes in, because I think West Brom are going to play a, a similar sort of style to what we're going to play. So I think it's going to fall into our hands uh, the way we play on Tuesday. Um, I expect goals. I will not be able to score many in the last couple, but West Brom will play that good attacking one-two fast-paced football. I mean, you might as well call it the Vixing Derby because I live there. So. <laughs> so, I've, I've, I've been to watch West Brom a couple of times. So, um, yeah, they, they look like they want to play a similar sort, style of football to us. Um, and I think that will play into our hands because generally from last season, we were pretty good against the teams that wanted to play football. Mm. Um, so, I think I think we'll be all right on Tuesday. I think we'll see maybe about four or five changes. Um, I mean, I'd like to see Jason Knight in the middle, if if I'm honest. Um, he's been cracking at right back, but I think let's see, let's, let's give him a chance in the middle, put a door right back. Um, maybe give a um, lad from Brighton, put him in. Maybe even give Lodge a game as well, because uh, uh, Wildsmith hasn't had much to do pretty much all season. Um, and now we know that Anang's arm is fractured. He's out for six weeks. <laughs> mm, typically. Yeah. yeah, typical and typical Derby fashion. But yeah, <laughs> um, I think I think we'll be all right. I think we'll actually beat him on Tuesday. I hope so. I'm sure all the players will be very fired up for the Vixing Derby. Um, so, on to Saturday. Massive, massive game against Peterborough. You know, we've already alluded to it being a bit of a six-pointer already. Callum, they score a lot of goals, don't they? It's something like 12 or 14. It's somewhere around that mark now. You know, we know the the sort of attackers that they have, especially a, a certain very small striker who uh, probably didn't hit the heights that he, he maybe should have done the championship with us. Jack Marriott is Peterborough. He, he's going to score, isn't he? he, he he's just going to score. I actually, I'm actually not... Worried about Jack Marriott is the other one. Uh, is it Clark Slater? Uh, Clark Harris. Um, Clark Harris. Sorry. Um, yeah. yeah. No. He's he's in League One. He he fire, somehow just fires and um, whenever they go up to the Championship, they they always seem to struggle. But when they're in League One, they always seem to find a way of putting it in the net. Um, no, they've started well. Um, it is a big game. Um, I think if we can get a, a big crowds uh, at uh, at Pride Park. Um, and with no injuries, obviously Tuesday. Um, obviously, if we swap it all around and stuff, and just don't do anything stupid in terms of selection and and have a full fully fit squad, um, I actually think we'll be okay. Um, I don't sort of know their style of play. Um, Attacking, obviously they do score goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do score goals, um, but it's obviously uh, is that long ball is that. Um, passing it around like we do uh, and, and controlling games um, at home we have looked good um, so I'm more co- if, I, if this was away from home then I'd be a little bit more worried um, just because we haven't managed to find the net and, and they have at their place and um, the fact is at Pride Park it just gives me a little bit more confidence yeah yeah I hope you're right mate um, and Adam you know, we're coming up against Peterborough. It's been mentioned a few times on here that we seem to do better against teams that come out and try and play football. Peterborough are one of those teams. Can you see it going our way? I think it's it's a tough one. I think not respect Peterborough too much, but we have to be wary of them. I don't think we can go into the game thinking that, you know, we're going to match them because because I think, obviously, I think everybody knows Peterborough will be in that top six come the end of the season. I think... 
it's good that we're playing them now when our home form is is very solid still, and that will give them a good game because I think Peterborough in good form now, but they're going to wobble towards Christmas and January. But I think we're going to have our best set of form towards Christmas and January. I think it will be alternating in both of us, which in my opinion is a positive. I'd rather have that late run of form because that's I think in my opinion that's just better. But I think mm. obviously Callum said with it being at home, I think that's a massive positive. But Peterborough, you have to be wary of them. I think Cashin will cancel out Marriott. So I don't think there'll be too much worry from him in terms of physicality. Um, but Clark Harris, what a striker in this division. Uh, I think it's going to be going to have to be wary of him. He's, he's almost like the Mitrovic of League One, in my mm. opinion. Give him a chance and he will finish it. So it's going to be a difficult game. And I'll be honest, I'll take a point against Peterborough just because I think they're a top, top side in this division. Yeah, and we all know that you know Clark Harris isn't going to get anywhere near Stearman for 90 minutes. So we've got no worries at all. No worries at all. Now, Adam, we'll start with you. I want score predictions for both games. Quick fire. Let's go. Against West Brom, I'm going 1-0. Second half goal. For Not us? Sure. Yeah, I'm going 1-0 win. <laughs> Always predict a win, never predict a loss. <laughs> anyone. Uh, Peterborough, I'm going with a 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. I think it'll be a 2-2. Two, two. I'll take that, that. That's very, very interesting. Vic? Yeah, um, for West Brom, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go one 0 win. Um, I think we're gonna see McGoldrick open his uh, scoring account for us. Peterborough, I'm gonna go two one derby. I think we're gonna get a last minute winner. Hopefully, it'll be the repeated last year, simply last minute um, scenes in the South Stand. But yeah, <laughs> I think we'll. I think this week's gonna be important for us. So I think two wins and we'll be flying from there. Be good if it happens. Be very good. Victory in the Vic Singh derby and beating Peterborough in the same week. You cannot ask for more than that. And finally, Callum. Uh, I'll go one all, uh, but we'll win on pens. Um, so I will go for a win, but it will be in the penalty shootout, not in the game. Um, for Peterborough, I'll go uh, the same as Vic. I'll go 2-1, I think. Similar to Barnsley, I think we'll actually come out far in and, and go 2-0 up and then they'll peg one back and we'll Derby fashion typically we'll we'll be holding on for half an hour <laughs> <laughs> and I don't look forward to that whatsoever <laughs> right oh yeah I've got to do mine yeah um oh that's a great question uh, I I'm agreeing with you Callum I think we'll draw against West Brom I think we will cancel each other out a little bit um I'd hope we'd win on pens you know you can just imagine what Stearman putting a penalty in the top corner and, and doing a knee slide in front of the fans. That'd be a, that'd be a nice sight. Um, definitely won't happen, but it'd be nice if it did. Um, and then on Saturday, oh, I, I think I sound really pessimistic. I, I think I'm probably going to go with Adam. I think we'll probably end up drawing, but probably one all two, two, that sort of thing. Um, four, four, you know, however, however the game goes, uh, we're two very similar leveled sides. They're just better at, putting it in the back of the net than we are um so yeah i think it'll be a good week regardless i think if we get a result in both games it's a brilliant week for us you know if we can come away with our heads high after a really hard week it'll be it'll be very positive going into a a run of three home games on the trot so lads it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for coming on and uh, if you did enjoy listening to the episodes, uh, please do consider liking, subscribing, following on whatever you listen on. Um, have any comments about anything we've said, you know, disagree with anything Adam said. 
let us know on Twitter. Let him know. I'm sure he'd really appreciate that. I would. I would get into the debate. <laughs> let us know. Get involved. And if you do want to come on the podcast, share your views, message us on Twitter at Ramsamar Show, and we'll be sure to get you on. So, lads, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jake. Cheers. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.